everyone. This is Julianne Ross, MTV's deputy editor for News and Politics, here to thank you for tuning into The Stakes. This week, we're bringing you a special look inside the art world. Last month, MTV news writer Dorian St. Felix spent time at what New York's Metropolitan Museum of Art termed a creative convening. At the center of it all was 61-year-old painter Carrie James Marshall and his show called Mastery. Born in Alabama, raised in L.A., and now a longtime resident of Chicago, Marshall's 35-year career is on display in mastery. You can see how his paintings have evolved in style, focus, color, size, and you can also see what has never changed for Marshall, like his commitment to portraying only black subjects at home and at work, in natural landscapes, in cities, and in history. Here's Doreen with more. I mean, you would never, this is not, this is almost, I mean, this is equivalent to like uh, being on a stadium stage, <laughs> you know, in, in, in some big arena or something. It's like, you, artists don't sell out houses. <laughs> you know, it's like, you don't do that. <laughs> so this is not what you expect. <laughs> so I was never looking for it. This is what it's like to be the artist and educator Carrie James Marshall, and he does sell out houses. A line wrapped around the interior of the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City in late January. The occasion was a creative convening, a one-day festival inspired by his work. This was the last weekend of the Carrie James Marshall Mastery exhibition at the Met Breuer, the largest retrospective ever of the American painter's work spanning over three decades. Carrie James Marshall's art is a melding of painting and collage that translates a picture of his idea of black Americana. His paintings communicate these tender references, landscapes seen in Chicago and Los Angeles, quiet scenes and beauty salons and barbershops, all with black people at the center. And the creative convening was his victory lap. M-A-S-T-R-Y. That's how Carrie spells mastery. At the convening, the artist collaborated with the Met to bring together masters across different industries like sports, science, and education. Panelists spoke deftly about the radical potential of labor to their work. After a day of listening to these masters speak, their talks coalesced under three themes, access, practice, and freedom. MTV News spoke with Olympic shot putter Michelle Carter, the Frederick P. and Sandra P. Rose chairman of education at the Met, Sandra Rose Dumont, cinematographer and artist AJ, a.k.a. Arthur Jaffa, and the man of the hour, Carrie James Marshall. What would you paint when you were little? Um, Sunsets and like the water and trees. Michelle Carter is one of the most decorated shot putters in the field. She's got an Olympic gold medal to prove it. She was one of many that were invited to the creative convening, and her introduction to art was one that started young. And her relationship to art, of course, extends to Carrie's work. Um, There's one painting that I really, really love was the painting of a woman, a black woman, fully naked, looking at herself in the mirror. And that's, for me, over time, 
my body's changed. My body's not the same that it used to be. And sometimes you have to kind of sit there and look at yourself in the mirror and look at your body and then accept your body for what it is. So I think he really captures some emotions that we may not really say or we kind of do behind closed doors that no one else knows. I'm different. That means I'm more special sometimes. <laughs> you know, when you're little, that's what I would think. Like, obviously, God made me a little bit more special because I'm different from most people. And that's okay. Our body of art is our bodies because as athletes, we train our bodies to do specific things the way we want them, how we want them. And we have to keep doing that over and over and over again until we get it right. And I think the same thing with with artists, with their bodies of work, they are painting and they're doing it over and over again. They're practicing different techniques. They're doing different things to kind of get the the finished goal that they have in mind same thing with athletes we have this goal in mind that we're getting to and it takes a lot of different things to get there i'm a light-skinned black woman when people say they look at carrie's work and they see themselves most people are thinking i'm seeing myself like i see a dark-skinned black woman i'm a black dark-skinned black woman no i see myself because of all of the things around in inside of the paintings that's sandra jackson dumont and i am the sandra p and frederick p rose chairman of education she emceed the creative convening there's not a compromised work of art in this show I love that I can take a little person or whoever in front of the black painting and talk about Fred Hampton, that I can talk about the Panther Party in the context of the Metropolitan Museum of Art, that that is going to be here in a museum, in a collection, 200 years from now, and someone will be talking about that. Like That, for me, makes me feel so exceptionally great. Because that means that there is a presence in an institution that is going to be a custodian of that history. And so generations of people will know about it. And so for me, you know, that's why museums are important, because it brings that kind of stuff into the public domain. And I could not be more pleased in so many ways to see this work intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, community-wise, you know, artistically, the number of artists that I come seeing. I imagine them saying like, namaste, amen, whatever in front of these paintings because they're like just, everyone is equally excited. You're listening to The Stakes on the MTV Podcast Network. We'll be right back after this short break. This idea of mastery is, now that I think about it as we're talking, it's kind of old school. It's like, you know, you, you actually do what you say you're going to do in order to, to do the thing that you want to do. Practice, in this context, translates to labor, to being dependable, to persistence. I think I was really early uh, on uh, fortunate to understand that, that artwork is work. Here's Carrie again on the Met stage. I mean, that it's the thing that when you make things, you're making something from nothing. But that something from nothing is coming from also real things. And that it, it, that it helps to know something about the properties of those things. You know, steel, you don't just go, you don't go dig up steel out of the ground and then put some screws and bolts in it and you end up with a car. <laughs> you know, you end up, you start out with a material that looks nothing at all like the steel that looks nothing at all like the car, and then somebody decides that a car needs to look this way, 
and that these parts need to fit together a certain way in order for the thing to run. And here's Sandra. So I've known Kerry for quite some time. Um, he's an amazing, amazing artist, and his appetite for information kind of crosses sectors, crosses disciplines. Um, and so when we were talking about the kinds of programming that we wanted to develop for his show, he said, I'm just really not interested in everyone responding and doing like a poem in response to my work or performance in response to my work. Can we talk about some of the more critical issues? Like what lies beneath the work? What's underneath it? And I was just like, Carrie, tell me a little bit more. And he was just like, I just don't like lazy people. I don't like lazy stuff. And I was like, what does that mean? He was like, you know, kind of to actually work towards mastery, you actually have to work. You have to read, you have to study, you have to understand your craft. And so in that conversation, he said, what if we had people talking about that? And I said, so you want to talk about labor. You want to talk about what it means to actually work hard at something, to achieve something, the disappointments that come away, come, come from it. And particularly in the arts, artists are perceived as magical, like they actually just were anointed by God, kind of like athletes. They didn't really have to work. Athletes are seen as more actionable figures where they actually are working hard at something. But artists are kind of like anointed by God and they didn't have to work at this stuff. So Carrie and I talked about the need for us to peel back the layers of it. And so we talked about could that happen across disciplines? What does it look like to actually work towards mastery across disciplines? What does labor look like? The discomfort of labor. Well, I like to think I have curiosity about everything. There's very little I don't have curiosity about. That's Arthur Jaffa, but he prefers to be called AJ. He's a cinematographer and producer, best known for his work on the movies Daughters of the Dust and Crooklyn. More recently, he debuted Love is the Message, The Message is Death, a seven-minute found-footage video art piece on aesthetics in Black America. AJ hadn't had his breakfast yet. I uh, just sort of jumped up and ran out. Yeah, taking me away from my food. <laughs> In all black, his long jacket still on, AJ and I made our way to a back office at the Met. Outside of the window, we saw performers practicing and food carts being rushed back and forth. AJ reminisced about his personal relationship with Carrie James Marshall. I've known Kerry since 84 or 85. And I remember the first time I went to his studio because I had just like basically called him up cold on the phone because I saw a little interview with him behind his first show. He just said some shit that was just funny as hell. It was just funny. Kerry's a funny dude. It was just <laughs> really funny and I couldn't get out of my head. And I just started asking, you know this guy, you know this guy, Kerry James? And then some, I think Ben Caldwell said, yeah, I know Kerry, I got, I got his number. So I just called him and I think we talked for like two hours on the phone, like cold, didn't know him, nothing. And he finally said, yo, man, I got to get a phone, got to get some work done, but you should come by the studio Sunday, you know? And uh, I went by the studio and uh, we talked for 11 straight hours, like I kid you not. I walked in there at like 10, and I think we stopped talking about 10 o'clock, literally. And, uh, and Kerry, I was just a GTC, so yeah, AJ came in, and for the first eight hours, he talked, and he said, and then he took a breath. He had this print on the wall, it was a de Kooning print, late de Kooning. So Kerry had this beautiful print in late de Kooning. I was like, yo, where'd you get that from? He said, oh, that's just from uh, Vanity Fair. I, I get magazines, I cut them up, I take the articles out I want, I save them, I throw everything else away, and I keep the reproductions a light bulb went off in my head, you know. 
I had always been a rat collector of everything. I never threw anything away. I used to you make scrapbooks and stuff, but it was just something about that. Wow, like if you look at a magazine, literally, if you're lucky, 10% of it is something you're interested in. Mastery here is the process behind the final product, the years of exploration that leads to becoming an expert in your field. AJ's latest installation, Love is the Message, showed at Gavin Brown's Enterprise earlier this year. He assembled this video installation in just two hours. Yeah, quite literally. It took about two hours. I would say 85% of it. M-A-S-T-R-Y. Mastery. But I really think it's in that space of this whole idea that black people's drive to replicate some objective sense of what is excellence is inherently problematized. It's like a weird mirror thing to go into it. Like, so it's misspelled, you know, that in itself, like, it's like Bascal used to do that a lot. He would just misscale shit. So what is that about? Like, what is it about? What does it mean to willfully misspell something? It's a refusal of sorts. It's also a kind of signification of notions that they have about black people's capacity. What does that mean? Does that mean that he's suggesting that it's not really mastery that we're going for, but something in the space of being self-determined, but not literally speaking, we're not going to settle for their idea of mastery. So it's like we know there has to be another space. Neither the slave at our best, neither the slave nor the master, but something else. After the break, we talk to Kerry James Marshall himself. Failure is not an option. So what does it mean to fail? Mm -hmm. That you have no capacity to imagine another way or that you don't have a solution to a problem that you've encountered. That's what failure means to me. I mean, how do you accept failure? Say, I don't know, I don't know how to do that. Carrie James Marshall walked into our makeshift office studio. It was midday at the convening. He'd just finished a conversation with Helen Molesworth, chief curator at the Museum of Contemporary Art, Los Angeles. Kerry explains why he spells mastery the way that he does. The conventional net definition of, of a master, I mean, for, for black folks, you, you, you read that through the history of slavery and things like that, where it's in the sense that mastery was somebody who had possession of oneself and control over the bodies of others. Before the title of the show, Mastery, I had started to develop a comics project called Rhythm Master. And that was the first time I adopted a, a, a different spelling of master uh, by eliminating the E and the Y. So in Rhythm Master, it's, it's not only is rhythm spelled wrong, so dropping an H, but in Master, I dropped both the E and the Y. And part of the reason why I wanted to drop the E and the Y was to undercut the implications of control of other people's bodies that's associated with the term Master. But preserve a certain idea of self-control and the ability of somebody to, to implement a regime of power on their own behalf. The convening was inspired by labor, but Carrie James Marshall also wanted to talk about freedom. There are multiple freedoms, 
social, personal, artistic. But the one that Carrie James Marshall really wanted to talk about was financial freedom. The first freedom is to be in possession of yourself, to own yourself, you know, to not be subject to the will of somebody else. And that means, in a capitalist society, that means having a certain amount of economic wherewithal so that you can do what you wish to do without having to ask permission. And I decided that since the, the whole idea of what it means to be an artist was that you were somehow ontologically oriented towards poverty, <laughs> you know, that artists, not, you don't make money, that I had to figure out some kind of way to guarantee that I'd be able to continue doing the work that I wanted to do, whether I made money from the work I was doing or not. And, so, and one of the ways to do that is to not be a debt prisoner to somebody else. And then I had read a, a biography of Andrew Carnegie in which he said, if I, when I was working as a shoe, shining shoes, if I made 10 cents, I saved a nickel. If I made 50 cents, I saved a quarter. Saved 50% of everything that I earned, I put it aside until I got enough money to buy out the interests of the other guy I was shining shoes with. And then I hired him to shine shoes for me. And then I'd take a percentage of what he made when he was shining shoes. And he said, the first time I got paid for doing work that I, for, got paid for work that I didn't do, that changed everything for me. When you've accumulated a certain amount of money, uh, money, it changes your outlook on the world completely. Because then you know that you have a resource below which you cannot fall. And that in, 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 in case of emergency or even in case of something, a desire, that, that you have a resource that you can go to again, without having to ask somebody for permission to do so. And that's, to me, so this whole freedom thing, I mean, that's what it really means to get free. Carrie James Marshall is the foremost American contemporary artist living today. His candidness is there in his art, but it's also there in how he speaks and what he chooses to speak about. He's interested in interrogating this post that he's earned, this post of mastery, that the biggest museum in the world devoted an entire weekend to exploring. Carrie James Marshall has an agenda. His agenda is freedom. I mean, that really, I, and all I want to say is that freedom is not conferred. Freedom is assumed. You take it, you do it, you act it, you behave it, you implement it. That's what freedom is. Carrie James Marshall, right. Carrie James thank Marshall. you. Thank you. Doreen St. Felix in conversation with Olympic shot putter Michelle Carter, the Frederick P. and Sandra P. Rose chairman of education at the Met, Sandra Rose Dumont, cinematographer and artist AJ, aka Arthur Jaffa, and the artist Carrie James Marshall. Marshall's exhibit Mastery is next being shown at the Los Angeles Museum of Contemporary Art from March 12th to July 2nd of this year. Visit www.moca.org for more info. That's it for the stakes this week. I'm Julianne Ross. Thanks for listening. 
If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on iTunes to help everyone else find us. Talk to us on Twitter at MTV Podcasts and see some behind-the-scenes photos on Instagram at MTV Podcasts. This episode of The Stakes was produced by Michael Catano, Mukta Mohan, James T. Green, and Kasia Mihailovich for the MTV Podcast Network. You can subscribe to this and all of our other shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you find your favorite podcast.